Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, good morning, good morning. That is I'm Yours by Casey J. If you don't have that song, you need to go get that song. Good morning. We are back in this thing Monday morning. Hey, It's coffee and con- actually this morning I have tea. It's coffee and conversations with Lakeisha, aka LMJ in the place, back in this thing at JoyNet radio and i'm super excited i'm always excited I think. um and the lord was reminding me that he was like it's okay for you to be continuously happy my god and sometimes that's hard when you're around people who um are going through or who have been going going through and when you've been through and God is moving and doing things in your life. It's okay for you to celebrate. It's okay for you to be happy. It's okay for you to expect good daily. And sometimes we won't expect good daily, right? Because of uh, just different things we've been through. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and I said, and he was like, sometimes I get, I, I guess it's hard for me to get excited. And he said, the reason that it's hard for me to get excited is because uh, I have just had so many losses. And I said to him, I said, yeah, but it's out of faith when we're not remaining excited, when we're not remaining up, when we wake up in the morning looking or thinking, oh my gosh, is something bad going to happen to me today? When in all actuality, we should be thinking that something good is going to happen to us today. Coming up with a mindset that says, no matter what, I win right? No matter what I win. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I say I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, that's go through every trial, that's experience every circumstance, that's deal with kids who ain't acting right, that's in a failed marriage. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations. It's your girl, LMJ, on the mic. Uh, Mike check one. Oh, and I'm so happy to be back in the studio. Happy to be Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube Live. And happy to have JC back with me. Yeah, been AWOL, missing, run amok, somewhere else. And so I'm excited that he's back in the studio. If you didn't know, um, JC and I do a segment called Relationship Realities. It airs, um, I think, 7 and 9, 7 and 8. It airs on his show, the JC Loves Morning Show. So I told y'all, y'all need to get to join that app. So I do a feature on his show. Uh, Yeah, that's good, Connie. Something good is going to happen. I do a feature on his show all weekend on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and we just talk about real relationship things. This week, we're going to be talking about love, what it's like to be in love, what love is versus codependency, and also um, it's okay for you to love again, even when you've been through a situation and it seems like 
love has failed. So do me a favor, go share the video live. You know, we on this journey to debt free. We're on a journey to wholeness. I want to send a, a personal invitation. If you have never tapped into, and you live in the Little Rock area, and you have never tapped into Coffee and Conversations, Coffee and Combos Ladies Bible Study at Guillermo's Coffee Shop, today I'm personally inviting you to the Bible study. I'm also going to personally invite you to join the group on Facebook. Um, you can access it from my page. It's Coffee and Combos, Ladies Bible Study. I want you to get connected. I go. I do a, um, a 12 noon online devotional, about 30, 45 minutes. Uh, we do it through Zoom, getting some of these same tools on getting whole. It is God's desire for you to be whole, spirit soul and body and that also includes your finances and so we're working on wholeness right now let's pray i need y'all just i'm gonna I'm a challenge on something just a second but i need y'all to stay expectant today stay expectant all week expect to see the move of God, expect to see the hand of God, expect to see the blessing of God. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself because of your current situations. Don't cheat yourself because it didn't seem like it was working last time. Expect to see God. Remain hopeful. Remain expectant. Extend and put your faith out there. And let's just watch and see God work. I'm going to pray today and then we're going to get started. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for giving us the activities of our limbs. We thank you for clothing us in our right mind. We thank you for breathing the breath of life in our body. We thank you for being the great I am, for being the Prince of Peace, for being the King of Kings, for being the Lord of Lords. We thank you, Father God, for just all that you are supplying us, taking care of us, loving us, keeping us. Lord God, we just worship you this morning and we say thank you. We thank you, Father God, for inner peace, Lord God. We thank you for inner security, Father God. We thank you for being our sanctuary. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus dying on the cross. We thank you for revelation in your word, for our finances, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that today... We recognize you came to set the captives free. So we thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit going before us, doing the greater work. Mm. Doing the greater work. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and you are my redeemer. You are my everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, and I'm being real serious. That's like the word for this morning. Be expectant, remain expectant, um, stay expectant, believing God for all things, right? Believing God for all things, seeking him. I'm going to look up, I, I keep the Noah's, Noah's, Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. So let me see what it says expectant, <laughs> to be expectant means. And expectant, waiting, looking for Come on now, waiting, looking for. So when you're expectant, you're waiting and looking for. Do you know how powerful that is? Waiting and looking for. Waiting and looking to see God show up. Waiting and looking for miracles, signs, and wonders. Waiting and looking 
for the hand of God in your life. I expect goodness. I expect favor. I expect a supernatural treatment. I expect preferential treatment. JC always cracks a joke and say you're spoiled. I expect to be spoiled. Why? Because my God is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So I need you expectant, waiting, looking for, looking for God to do exactly what he said he would do. I don't want you just saying what I say. I want you expecting. I want you expecting, believing God for something. So I'm going to challenge you in something. What is it that you, something that you want to see God do? Like, but what are you believing God for? Write it down today. <laughs> Write it down today and then keep it in your mouth every day. I'm, I, I want to see God wipe out my debt. I want to see my kids being saved. I want to preach the gospel throughout the world. I want to see my business take off. I want to see more favor with God. I want to see more favor with man. I want you to enlarge my territory. Write that out today. Put it on a sticky note. Put it on your wall. So whatever it is, don't minimize God and then stay expectant. Stay believing God, believing God for what? You got to have some dreams. You got to have visions. You got to talk about those desires, but stay expectant, believing God for all the more. And that's that. Can I tell you something? The only way you're going to experience him is that you have faith for him and that you believe. So let's get back into our debt free. We're on this day four of our debt free journey. We got six more days to this. And I am expecting you guys to have testimonies about how debt was demolished and it was wiped out and how you had favor with creditors and there were unexpected checks in the mail and how it seemed like your money was multiplying and increasing. I'm expecting for everybody that is taking hold of this and making a decision to live in a different financial place other than what this world has told them, I'm expecting for you to have testimonies and to see God. Why? Because you're trusting God. And we're already getting testimonies in of people saying, I'm getting better. It's getting better. I'm feeling the prayer, the presence of God, right? And that your finances are lining up, that you are lining up spirit, soul, and body. And I told you, put a seed on it. Put a seed on it. If you ain't sowing no seed, put a seed on it. I, we taught on the laws of sowing and reaping. If you're looking for a financial harvest, you have to sow a financial seed. So in the same measure, it comes back to you. If you're not a sower and you don't believe in it, then I don't know what to tell you because it's evidence every, everywhere in the word. So let me read John 8, 31 and 32 to you. It says, the truth shall make you debt free. I said, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This includes debt free. It says, the more we the more we know why we should be debt free according to the word, the easier it's gonna become for us to believe for debt freedom. Debt is a weight. Debt is a burden, and God came so that we wouldn't live with burdens or to be overwhelmed or to be consumed as we prepare and we made. Last week, all of us that have been on here, we already made a quality decision that we're going to live for debt-free. We already said we're tired of it. We're not going to be slaves. We're going to become the lenders. And so as we make this quality the decision to live debt-free, it's important that you know what God said about the subject. 
Take two scriptural reasons. We must pursue living debt free. I'm going to give you two scriptural reasons. One, because the word tells us to owe man nothing except to love him. Oh man, nothing except to love him. That's one, you ought to want to be out of debt. Two, because our covenant must be with God and not this world. If you are in continual covenant with this world, you're missing the opportunity to see the supernatural power of God in your life. We have bought into a world system that has taught us to finance everything. I want to show you reason number three, because borrowing from the world makes us slaves to the lender. Deuteronomy 28, 43 and 44. It says, the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee and thou shalt not lend to him and he shall be the head and thou shalt be the tail. The word lend in Hebrew means to twine, unite, cleave, to be joined with. Every time you sign off on a debt, even as the co-signer, you are becoming joined with that company. You are becoming joined in a contract, in a relationship with that company. So the, if you're not the head, the top, the summit, the chief ruler, then you're the tail, which means you're the stump. You're the wag. I don't want to be the wag. I'm not interested in being the wag. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. Servant means you're working for, enslaved, and kept in bondage. Uh-uh, Jesus, I'm getting ready to show you what the blessing looks like, but we're not here to be servant to anyone. The only thing or the only person that we're supposed to serve is Jesus Christ. We are not to be servant. Matthew becomes and in the uh, NASB version, it said becomes the lender's slave. Becoming the lender's slave. I'm not interested in being my lender's slave. That's why they call, harass you, um, and do all those things. I'm not interested in being the lender's slave. So it says here, Matthew 6, 24. Oh, no, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. When you borrow and go into debt to someone else, you bow your knee to that person and look to them as your source and supply. Like you, when I started studying this, I was like, my God, I don't want to be bowing. Thou shalt, the word says, thou shalt have no other God before me. I don't want anything else being a God over you. I don't want anything else being a God over you. Lord, I don't want this. I don't I don't want to live in anything else than how you created me to live. This creates a very serious spiritual problem when God is not at your head or your forefront. It creates a spiritual problem. It creates a gap. The supernatural cannot move in and act. Each if if we're going to do this and I'm just being for real real and look at this from the place 2 Corinthians 6:14 and 18 says be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part of him he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? 
For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. Deuteronomy 15, 16, For the Lord thy God bless thee as he promised thee, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, but thou shalt not borrow, and thou shalt not reign over many nations. Living debt free allows you to freely give what you own without having to ask permission from anyone. No one is reigning over you. That's how I felt, Wendy. That, that's exactly how I felt. Debt puts you in the position for somebody to be reigning over you. Debt puts you in the position for somebody, and he's saying, no, you're not the you're you're to be the lender. You're not to be, you're not to be in covenant. I, I the other day, the Holy Spirit reminded me and said, every contract that you've ever cut, every everything that you signed off on with debt, you came in partnership with that company. Whatever that company's beliefs is, whether or not that company is uh, our believers, whether or not they support agendas that are not Christ-like, every contract you signed, you signed a contract to be in agreement with that company. And I was like, huh? Yeah. So a lot of times we don't look up the brand. We don't look up the company. We don't look at the, the relationship. So when we assigned a contract, we took on all they, whatever else they got going on, all they bad name, we came in agreement with them. And so I'm like, absolutely no. The number four reason we must is because we got to teach our children how to live debt free. How many of you do not want your children struggling financially? If we're going to leave an inheritance to our children and our children's children, then what type of things are we putting in place to teach them how to live debt free? Like what kind of things? And I'm going to tell you something. This is the part I wanted to get to today and share this with you so that you can understand that you're redeemed from the curse talking about debt if you don't understand how blessed you are you're not going to ever get why it's important for you not to be in debt if you don't understand how blessed you are if you don't understand what the blessing is if you don't understand what it meant for you once you accepted Christ as Lord and Jesus as Savior in your life, then you're not going to understand. You're going to think debt is no big deal. But once you understand the blessing that's attached to you, you'll begin to live differently. You'll begin to think differently. And you'll be, uh, begin to process this thing out. And the reason is you're going to be like, I don't want to walk in anything less than the freedom that comes from me living in Christ Jesus. I don't want to live in anything less than this. So you got to understand what your blessed state is. You got to understand what your blessed state is. You got to understand how blessed you are. Proverbs 21 and 5, we come back to this. The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes surely to profit. So I want you to read Galatians 3.13, and it tells you you are redeemed from the curse. This is the amplified version. It says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, doom of the law, and its condemnation, becoming a curse for us. The curse is a declaration which dooms someone to failure, to destroy, do away, to cease, to render idle, unemployed, inactive, to cause a person to have no further efficiency. It's depriving you. That's what that does. It influences you and it renders power over you. 
and it renders power over you. That's what the curse goes. Everything that can go, that could, that, that could go wrong, goes wrong with the curse. The curse is found in Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68. You are redeemed from the curse, purchased, ransomed, paid for, rescued. So then why are we living like anything other than the blessing? Why, the, why are we living like anything other than the blessing? And Rodney, yeah, your tithe is important, but it's not important that if you don't understand what your tithe does, if you've just been tithing without understanding the benefit that comes from tithing, if you're not sowing and you don't understand the benefit that comes from sowing, you need to understand you are redeemed. We'll take on the curse. We'll stay in a cursed situation. We'll think that this is our own way of living. We'll think that we can never own anything without God blessing us. We'll, and we'll think that God can't supernaturally provide. And we'll continue to make man-made covenants and cancel out the supernatural provision of God in our life. Christ purchased us, ransomed us, rescued us from the doom, destruction, and failure. 1 Corinthians 6 and 20 says, God brought you with a high price. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So you got to know who you are and how blessed you are. And most of us been have, have signed on to that or attached ourselves to that or don't know because we don't know that we're the blessing. We're still hanging out in the curse. We're still hanging out in the curse. Some of y'all still signed off in the curse. You've, you've accepted sickness. You've accepted disease. You've accepted this is your lot in life. You've accepted that you're going to be broke. You, you've accepted that you can't experience the best of God anymore. You've just kind of accepted it. And you just kept saying, well, this is the Lord's will for my life. It is not the Lord's will for your life. He was bruised. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5 says it continuously. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. And by his stripes, we are healed. That's spirit, soul, and body. So to sit around and accept the curse in your life, curse in your life, and receive that on your as your only way of living is because you don't understand what came with your redemption package and how blessed you are. The blessing is a declaration which empowers you to succeed. I gotta read something to you. Um, <laughs> Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. That you don't, you just don't understand who you are. This is John 3, 16. We've heard this a million, thousand, hundred times over. But I want to read this other part to you in the, the New Living Translation version. And I hope you get a revelation of how precious you are to God so that you can walk in the fullness of what God is saying to you. It says, John 3, 16, it says, So for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world. I want to say this again. This is where the revelation needs to come in. God sent his son into the world. Come on, Holy Spirit. Not to judge the world, but to save the world to, through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on the fact that God's light came into the world. But people love the darkness. I need you to understand this. 
because we hinder ourselves we bind ourselves come on holy spirit to a particular stage or to a particular fate and then we won't get courageous and we won't get bold and we won't extend our faith and we won't live in the best way that God told us to live because we feel like this is all God is going to give us anyway because I've been lit because of the bad decisions I made or because of the family that I was born into and you got to get a revelation for God love you so much that he gave his one only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life and that God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but save the world to him so if you're believing in God God doesn't serve a certain kind of people and he didn't have a bunch of rules and conditions for your salvation and anybody who believes in him gets eternal life. This world has taught you to build, to, to observe so many laws um, that you're not holy enough, that you can constantly performing these sacrifices. And what we begin to do is, come on, Holy Spirit, we'll sacrifice our happiness, we'll sacrifice our dreams, we'll sacrifice our desires. We will not believe God for more because we don't understand that all of this was taken on at the cross. So we won't draw in close to God. We won't believe God for our redemption package. We won't ask God for a do-over. And we'll just settle that this is our lot in life and just kind of say, oh my gosh, it is what it is. It is what it is. And the Lord is like, no, I sent you the redemption package. I redeemed you from every curse of the law. You don't have to live under the curse. You get to live under the blessing. You just don't know how blessed you are. And so a lot of times we're cursing ourselves or we leave ourselves in a plot or in such a state. And that's, God is like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here so you could get free. I'm here, you could, I'm here so you can understand what your salvation meant so that you can receive every promise by faith by faith by faith so it's just it, it's just understanding that it is it, it, some people fail to realize that tithing and quoting scripture it's not even it's no it's not about the redeem the blood redeemed all that we are not to be so sin conscious and anytime we can quote or think on sin and dwell in sin then we've missed the point of the redemption package Jesus didn't come here to condemn you. He ain't come here to talk to you about all your conniving. He ain't come for all that. He came so that the glory of the Lord could be experienced. You got a you got a thing to do in this earth. And the enemy wants you so focused on your sin, your mistakes, your jacked upness, somebody else's mistakes that you're missing out on the redemption package. That you're missing out on the redemption package. God loved you so much. He laid it all at the cross. And so even when you've messed up financially. Even when you've messed up with people. Even when you've done things out of sort. All you got to do is get back to the redemption package of the cross. So you won't walk in the fullness of the blessing. Because you don't understand the purpose of the cross. You won't walk in the fullness of the blessing because you don't understand the purpose of the cross. You don't understand that when you sin, Jesus is looking for you, waiting on you, and wants to restore you. Because old religion taught you that you had to suffer 
My God. And I'm not saying we're not going to suffer. But oh, religion taught you to suffer and that you got to be persecuted. And the word is clear to tell you that there is absolutely no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There is only conviction and conviction through love. God loves us. If you go to every instance in the Bible, this is why I tell people don't put your mouth on nobody. If you go to every instance in the Bible, anytime somebody thought within themselves to point out, to look, and to, to harp on another person's sin, Jesus confronted them and said, oh, you, you without sin? <laughs> you, you without sin? You, you without sin? Right? You without sin? Oh, you got something to say? No. Everything that we need came in the blood. Came in the blood. We are way too sin conscious. We are supposed to be more righteous conscious, understanding what the blood did for us, coming back to a place. See, sin conscious behavior keeps you away from God. Sin conscious behavior keeps you from expecting the best from God. Doesn't mean you get to be out here sinning, living life, no. But when you understand your righteous redemption package, you will chase him. We will you will chase him. You will chase him. Sharon, get the revelation. If Jesus didn't come to judge and condemn, then we should not be judging or condemning others. We should not be judging or condemning others. We shouldn't have absolutely anything to say about another person's circumstance or situation because that was not why Jesus showed up. He showed up to redeem us so that we could walk in the fullness of the blessing, be restored to our original state that Adam and Eve jacked up, get back to eating, Jesus came so that we could experience Eden and life and goodness and grace and mercy and love and the fullness of who God is. But because nobody is teaching us the gospel and nobody is teaching us kingdom, and I'm not saying nobody, but we're not learning those things or we're not reading to study those things. We leave ourselves in position for the curse instead of leaving ourselves in position for the blessing. I want you to make up your mind today and we're going to get out of here that I am a I am the blessed child of God. Jesus already redeemed. He already went to the cross and stop cursing, leaving yourself at the point of your curse. Stop leaving. The reason we're not expecting we don't look for God's favor is because we've left ourselves at the place of our curse. We're stop, we stop right at the mistake we made. We stop right at the sin we did. We stop right at the bad finances. We stop right at the, all the loans we took out. And we settle right there. And the Lord is coming to us saying, I got an option for you to live debt free. And the way that you're going to live debt free is because you're going to understand how blessed you are and how I created you to walk so you can fulfill your purpose on earth. I told you last week, if the enemy can have you distracted, you will not walk into the fullness of who you are. You will be so worried and so consumed. You will not count on or stay steadfast in who you are. You won't believe. Let's do our Bill Wisdom's confession on favor. I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith 
that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasure forevermore. The doors are now open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus' name. I'm honored by my Father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to Him. I'm the object of His affection. I'm the apple of His eye. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. In Jesus- Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.